Hello everybody and welcome once again to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the top four English league football games. I'm Tom Pipkin, your host as ever, and I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening once again. Quickly recap on last week, lots of things we said on the podcast came to pass. However, one thing that didn't was... uh, Unfortunately, the league leaders treble. Uh, Luton, of all teams, free scoring Luton, drew a blank against Crawley and Costa treble. Gutting. So, uh, would you actually believe that Luton are the top scorers in all four leagues? They're the top scorers in the whole of the English game right now. Even more than Manchester City. Manchester City have scored 32 league goals. Luton have scored 34. Granted, they have played six more games, but they're the last team in the country you'd expect to uh, draw nil-nil. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, against Crawley as well, and Crawley have lost their, their like their four games prior to that. If you look back at Luton's recent results, they scored four the weekend before the one just gone, away at Exeter. The weekend before that, they scored seven against Stevenage. Before that, two away at Accrington, so... You know, they've not been goal shy at all uh, until, unfortunately, we needed them to win. But there you go. Hey ho. Yeah. Uh, onwards and upwards as ever. Uh, let's go straight into the Prem, shall we? Oh, what a game to get us started off with as well. It is. Man United versus Tottenham. This is the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. Uh, Man U are 13 to 10. The draw is 23 to 10. And Spurs are 21 to 10. Now, can Man United bounce back from that shock, shock result? Uh, I, I, I can see them definitely uh, picking up the performance. There's no way on earth Mourinho is going to let them get away with that. They'll be working hard in training. He would have scolded them at full time. And United, United aren't a club you can see you know, losing 3-4 on the spin. I think they'll nip it in the bud. And I, to be honest, as good as Spurs are, I think you'll probably see a draw at Old Trafford. Yep, I can certainly see that. One thing that a lot of people didn't see coming last week was obviously Huddersfield beating Man United. However, if you tuned into the podcast last week, you will notice that I said this. Huddersfield 9-1. to the draw 4-1 to one and Man United 3-10. to ten. So we're all in agreement Huddersfield are going to win this one here then at good odds. There you go, guys. Called it. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the effort. <laughs> love the effort. You can't claim that, Tommy P. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly tongue-in-cheek. Ruben tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, very. I would say that was. <laughs> very tongue-in-cheek. Uh, yeah, I'm not claiming that one. I'm not... But uh, I agree, though, with this one. Man United to draw with Spurs at 12-5. to Mourinho does not like to lose to his main title challengers, does he? So I think definitely a draw is on the cards. I can't see them doing enough to win it. No. Um, Spurs were really impressive last weekend against Liverpool. They could have had 5-6 or six in the end. They won, what, 4-1? And eight Premier League goals now for the big red machine. <laughs> Yeah, Kane is absolutely on fire. If I had to choose a winner, I'd go Spurs all day. 11-5 to is a good price. And if they get the first goal, I think that's when you know Spurs will go on and win it. United, I think there'll be a little bit of pressure. And I don't 
fancy United as much um, against teams on the break. I think they're a little bit vulnerable to the break. So, yeah, a draw for me, but if I had to choose a winner, I would go Spurs. Yeah, uh, draw sensible bet here, guys. Um, decent odds, 12-5. to 5. I, I can see both teams scoring in this one as well, to add to that. Yes, definitely. When you've got uh, Lukaku and Kane on the pitch, there's always a chance. Absolutely. Let's move on to the three o'clocks then for Saturday. The first one we've got is Arsenal v Swansea. Arsenal are one to five. The draw is eleven to two, and Swansea are a big twelve to one. I don't think there's too much to say on this one, to be honest. Other than Arsenal should comfortably win this game. They're unbeaten at home this season with a hundred percent record, and they've won their last three home games to nil. Yeah. I... I don't know. Swansea have been really poor this season, haven't they? And uh, you know, I think the fact that they signed a couple of relatively decent names um, has kind of papered over the cracks a little bit. They are slightly better in the games that they're not expected to do well in. Yeah. Um, but I would still definitely uh, side with Arsenal at odds to one to five. Doesn't really interest me too much, and. I don't actually think the handicap market interests me too much either. Swansea aren't a 4-5-6-0 team, in my opinion. Right, well, I've got a market which may interest you. And this okay. is Arsenal to win either 1-0, 2-0 or 3-0. And that's 17-10. to 10. I, I have no idea where you've pulled that market from. <laughs> but that's, that's a, is that a new thing? I, I don't know. I just looked on the correct score market and that was there. It, it's beautiful. Yeah. Good odds, yeah, I thought, I, for that. It's good odds and uh, I can't see Swansea scoring. I'm a huge fan. I really like Tammy Abraham, but uh, he needs a bit of help. He's, what, 19? Yeah. And we've spoke about Boney's uh, decline before. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't see them scoring. That's, that's good odds. Yeah. So... Uh, Perhaps want to have a look at their profit chases, but we do think Arsenal are going to win this one either way. Uh, let's move on then. Let's go to Selhurst Park, and we've got Crystal Palace against West Ham United. Palace thirteen to ten. The draw twenty-one to ten. West Ham nine to four. I was going to say after last weekend's absolutely shocking performance by West Ham, they could be in for another beating at Palace, but we've seen now. What happened in the Carabao Cup? West Ham coming from 2-0 behind at Wembley against Spurs to actually win 3-2. So now I'm not so sure that they're going to lose this game. Yeah, it's um, not as clear-cut because that's going to give them unbelievable confidence. Yeah, uh, Spurs played, what, 6 or 7 out of the 11? Like, real first-team players. You know, Deli Alley played. Yeah, Son was other in there. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Trippier played, or, or like Danny Rose, some players who are in, you know, the first eleven. To be honest, I would totally avoid this game. I can't see any way this going. The teams have got patchy form. I think there's going to be a bonkers result. I think someone's going to like four nil someone, or it's going to be three three. It, it's very unpredictable. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I do think if Palace are going to get out of the mire this season, then it's going to be the home form that will save them. Obviously, last time they played at home, they beat Chelsea 2-1. Last weekend, they lost 1-0 away. So 
not great, but I can't call this result, to be honest, anymore. I was going to say Palace, but I've, I've drawn a line right through that after the Carabao Cup result for the Hammers. Yeah, it's just not worth it, is it? No, nope. it's not worth it. It's not. So let's move to Anfield then, where we've got Liverpool at home to the giant killing Huddersfield Town. Liverpool are one to five. The draw six to one, and Huddersfield are ten to one. Is there another upset on the cards for you? I mean, this for me, this goes to show how how poor Liverpool are. They're at home to Huddersfield, and I I don't one hundred percent fancy them. Not at all. One to five, especially, just makes me wince. Um, I can see why it is that price, but you, you can't tell me off the back of Liverpool's last game and off the back of Huddersfield's last game that that's an attractive game to bet on. No, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <sighs> Liverpool win both teams to score is two to one, but saying that, looking at the recent results, Huddersfield haven't scored a goal in the last four away league games, so they're not travelling well at the moment. No, um, Mounier, he is back to uh, back to fitness. And if Wagner knew anything about Liverpool, he would start Mounier up front and every set piece they would look for him because he looks a monster in the air. Yeah, And we all know Liverpool are terrible at the back, uh, yeah, especially definitely. set pieces. Definitely. So, yeah, um, for me, I'd avoid that game. Yep. Yeah. On a side note, I took Moy at my fantasy football team last week and then he goes and scores it's so typical so typical that he was a substitute for me as well and did not get on the pitch so <laughs> double heartache for the podcast boys <laughs> we'll come on to fantasy football later on in the show but I've had an absolute stinker last weekend absolute oh excellent stinker. can't wait to yeah anyway let's uh, <laughs> let's go to Vicarage Road where we've got Watford at home to Stoke uh, Watford are evens. The draw is twelve to five, and Stoke are eleven to four outsiders for this one. For me, this is probably one of the results I'd be more confident in in the Premier League this weekend, and that's a Watford win at pretty decent odds. I'm looking at my notes right now, okay, and it says clear blue pen, biggest Premier League banker of weekend. Yep. This says. Yeah, um, on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. Watford's home form has not been sparkling. However, the games have been against Arsenal, Man City, Brighton and Liverpool. So although they did draw 0-0 to Brighton, Brighton are showing that then the uh, pushovers that me and Tom were expecting, no. at least. Yeah, you're right. Um, and that, they're big games there. Stoke in an absolute downward spiral they've conceded the most goals in the Premier League this season and for me Watford at Evens is a fantastic bet yeah definitely uh, Watford did lose to Chelsea last weekend as most of you probably know but they could easily have scored five and put the game to bed before the comeback even started I think Richarlison in particular was guilty of missing two absolute sitters um, when it was 2-1 to Watford so the result there yeah. could have been so different. Yeah. Another word on fantasy football. Just like to thank Richarlison uh, for repaying my faith at the weekend by notching me one assist. <laughs> <laughs> Should have scored about three or four, like you said, because 
Chelsea were on the ropes fully. They were. And they were like Silver a, bo- a boxer caught up on the ropes. And Watford oh. just, you know, they couldn't get that final knockout blow. They couldn't. They, and they'll be kicking themselves. But uh, only got themselves to blame, unfortunately. But I think they're going to bounce back. And I think they'll, uh, they'll beat Stoke maybe 1 or 2 nil. I think. Yeah, definitely. Stoke lost five out of the last six games, one win in their last state. They are in decline and are not a team you'd want to be back in this weekend. No. Move on then, shall we, to West Brom versus Manchester City. West Brom, 9-1. to one. The draw, 5-1. to one. And Man City, 1-4. to four. So uh, much shorter odds this weekend than they were last weekend. Obviously, remember, 1-12 to 12 last weekend for Man City. I can't see any different result, though. City win all day for me. Yeah, City win all day. West Brom are typically tough to beat. You know, they've drew three of their last uh, last six games. No wins in that. You know, that Pulis will probably play six centre-halves, four in defence, <laughs> two in midfield. Yeah, City for me. I don't think it'll be, you know, five or six. I think you'll get probably two or three. But, uh, yeah, got to fancy him. Yeah, West Brom haven't actually won a league game since they beat Burnley in the second round of fixtures way back in August. So this seems to me, as far as I can remember, probably their worst, or if not one of the worst, slumps they've had under Tony Pulis. Yeah, just one uh, one win at home as well. And again, you have to go back to August the 12th. Uh, that's the second game of the season. They beat Bournemouth who were all over the place back then, 1-0. And yeah, they've, they've failed to beat Stoke at home. They drew one all. Failed to beat West Ham. They've lost to City 2-1 in the Cup. They've failed to beat Watford at home. Hawthorns is is not a happy place for them. And uh, even though they're 1-4, and you know those kind of prices don't really interest us, I think you'll get a very comfortable victory. Completely agree, mate. Let's move on then to the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday, and that's Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Bournemouth are 9-2, the draw is 3-1, and Chelsea are 4-7. How can you see this one going? Uh, you've got a fancy Chelsea. Bournemouth, you know, they they pulled it out of the bag, didn't they, away at, uh, away at Stoke. You know, got a, got a yeah. good win there, but we've just mentioned how bad Stoke are recently. And uh, yeah, I know Chelsea were wobbly against Watford, and they they beat uh, Everton in the Carabao Cup, and I think they'll go on and win this as well. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. To be honest, I just don't trust them enough. I feel at the moment. Obviously, their last away match they lost to Palace. Um, the game after that, they threw away a two-goal lead against Roma last weekend. They were unconvincing, winning against Watford. I. I I do think they'll probably win, but I'm not going to touch it because it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. Yeah, I mean, something's just not right at Chelsea, is it? And it it's always not. happens. They win the league and then the next season, yeah. something's going on. Yeah, And it it can't be the manager every time. No, It's got to be either the players, something coming from staff, owners. It It can't be the manager every single time. No. And uh, it seems again that they're having problems. It's really bizarre. It is weird, very weird, very frustrating for Chelsea. Yeah. Maybe this is yeah. the plan all the time. You you win the league, then <laughs> the following season you drop out of the European positions, 
So then the season after that, you can just concentrate on the league again. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? That you might be right, and then the uh, you know the manager he wins a Premier League title, and he gets sacked, gets a huge whack of compensation. Yeah. Oh, happy days! Yeah, well, Conte he signed a new contract not too long ago, didn't he? But he didn't sign you know extend an extended contract. He just improved his financial terms. So he's obviously not too keen to stay on longer than his current contract because otherwise if it was all hunky-dory you'd think he'd extend the amount of years that he was going to be there for yeah that's true um you know just looking after the grandkids in here at the minute yeah (laughs) um anyway let's move on to the sunday fixtures shall we we've got the first one on sunday which is brighton at home to southampton brighton 11 to 5 southampton a 5 to 4 and the draw is nine to four. I think Brighton are pretty good odds here, eleven to five. So just just a shade over two to one. Yeah, I mean Southampton have have some good players, don't they? They really do. But uh, I just don't fancy him to win any football matches ever. No, no. And uh, not as as bad as Brighton can, well, not as bad, but just as uninspiring as Brighton can be. I'd I'd have him down as relatively a decent shout I'd say I think I would tip them at 11 to 5 yeah I'd definitely have Brighton on a on an outsider racker with a couple of other teams that are around the 2 to 1 mark I think definitely worth having because they've got the momentum now so they uh, they beat West Ham obviously 3-0 last week before that <laughs> they drew at home to Everton when they really should have won they conceded a 90th minute penalty the home game before that they beat Newcastle 1-0. So, uh, just the one defeat in the last five now for Brighton. Yes, and Southampton, without that uh, Buffal goal, where he just ran the length of the pitch and skinned everyone alive, uh, they would be off the back again of another draw. So, yeah, for me, I would go for, for Brighton. Yeah, me too. Let's move on to the final Sunday game then. That's Leicester, who have recently appointed former Southampton, former Southampton manager Claude Puel, but we'll talk about that in a moment. They're eleven to ten, and they're at home to Everton, who are thirteen to five. How can you see this one going? Because it's two teams who, until Leicester's case tonight, had recently sat their manager uh, and were managerless. How can you see this one going? Um, I, I honestly fancy Leicester. I don't think the situation at Leicester was as bad um, as the situation at Everton. Oh, definitely not. I'd agree. Uh, yeah. Puel's an, you know, an uninspiring appointment, and we'll get on to that a little bit more yeah. in a second. But, uh, yeah, I think the Leicester players, they're, I've, I just feel like they're a little bit hungrier for the victory. And, you know, Everton are really, really down in the dumps whereas you know Leicester a little bit more buoyant they won in midweek didn't they as well so yeah yeah back to back wins uh, for for, uh, Appleton so yeah yeah stay on Appleton I I like the guy I think you know I would have given him a little extended run if I was in charge of Leicester because I I really do quite rate him but yeah they've gone for Puel which we've spoken off air about this and it it is a bit of a strange uninspiring appointment it just seems to have come completely out of left field suddenly you know he wasn't really in the running 
to begin with, you were looking at names like Chris Coleman, um, Sean Dyche was up there, then Mancini, Pellegrini, and even Ancelotti was mentioned. But then they go for Puel. It's not really the the exciting brand of football that Leicester would probably hope to have been playing. Yeah, I mean, what baffles me is uh, Leicester and Southampton, for me, are teams that are competing on an even level. Yeah. So forget Leicester's fairy tale title win. In back to the real world, they're, they're teams that are competing. And Southampton decided that Puel, not for them. Yeah. So that would concern me that less, unless Southampton made a huge error. And he did all right. You know, he got them to cup final, remember? Um, and they had a decent finish into the season. But it was, he was never liked. He was never loved. Yeah. It was and the I style of think, football, wasn't it, that was the main complaint, I think? Yes. Yeah. And with players like Vardy. Is he going to get Mares trying to track back, and you know, is he going to play four five one and Mares be very rigid? Because you'll soon see Riyad Mares leaving the door, if not anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a bit uninspiring when you uh, take a take a rival sloppy seconds, pretty much. Yeah, I'd agree. What about Everton though? So they've obviously sacked Ronald Koeman. David Unsworth is caretaker manager. And he's thrown his hat into the ring to actually take the managerial post full-time. Uh, and according to the chairman, he is the preferred choice of some of the players as well to get the permanent job. Um, he's worked with a lot of the younger guys in their team because he was previously under-23s manager there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Yeah, and uh, he's got a connection and he played for them for numerous years. Yeah. So yeah, I mean... The only question, the only doubt I would have, it's only a small one. You know, if I was the owner, like the uh, Farhad Mosiri, the uh, British-Iranian chap who's now in charge of Everton and, you know, 2.4 US billion dollars to his name, would I want David Unsworth <laughs> with a blank checkbook? I'm not really sure I'd want David Unsworth throwing around my cash in... Uh, in January, that's that's my only concern. Yeah, it would be a big leap of faith uh, for a manager like Unsworth to go straight in to a club like Everton, who, you know, before this season, people were talking even Champions League finish for them after the money they spent. He's an unproven manager. If you look behind him in the betting, you've got names like Sean Dyche, Thomas Tuchel from uh, Dortmund, Marco Silva, Carlo Ancelotti, Paolo v- Fonseca, I ain't got clue who he is, but he's there. So, you know, people there who have been there and done it. Yeah, and, you know, giving them a checkbook in January, because they're going to throw money at it in January. Yeah. You know, they are. you know, would I want to give that to someone who is brand new to this kind of role? And, you know, securing players on three, four, five-year deals with 120000 a week, that's the only thing that concerns me. Yeah, me too. Uh, Result-wise, though, for this game, taking it back to that, how do you see this one going? Le- Leicester win, did you say? Yeah, Leicester for me, 11-10. to 10. Uh, I'm going to pitch my 10 in the draw camp, I think, at 11-5. to 5, But it wouldn't surprise me if Leicester did win, to be honest. I'm, I'm not really going to touch this either way. Uh, the final game, then, for the Premier League weekend, 
And that is Burnley at home to Newcastle. That's Monday night football. Burnley are 7-4. The draw is 11-5. And Newcastle are 31-20. Now what surprised me here is that Newcastle are actually the favourites for this match. Yeah, Newcastle obviously bigger club. Uh, they are seventh in the league, although Burnley are eighth. Uh, I think that this is purely on size of club. Regarding the result, I, I wouldn't go anywhere near it. I, the one thing I would say is this is going to be low scoring. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely see under two point five. Yeah, it's not going to be a pretty game. Under two point five, you can get twenty three to twenty. Uh, I think that's a that's a smarter bet yeah. than uh, going for a result. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree with you, mate. Let's move on then, shall we, to the league below, the English Football Championship. Yes. Um, obviously, we picked out a few winners in here last week. What do you? What's your feeling today? Well, this weekend. Um, again, like last week, there's there's a few in here which I like the look of. I'll kick things off with the team that pulled through for me last weekend, and that is Wolves. They're top of the league. They are absolutely flying. They're a different level to everybody else at the moment. They're away at QPR, who are a team that are really, really struggling at the moment. I think it's no wins now in the last seven or eight league games for QPR. Wolves are actually over-evens for this match. They're 23-20, to 20, and considering the contrasting forms of the two sides... I'm more than happy to absolutely gobble up 23-20 to 20 for Wolves. Something I'd say, I don't know if you'd agree with me or not on this, but after seeing the highlights of the game against Man City in the Carabao Cup in midweek, I feel like you could put this Wolves team in the Premier League right now and they'd do alright. I don't think they'd go down. Do you know what? I really doubt this whole, you know, being having their transfer policy ran by an agent yeah, and having all these, you know, youngest FC Porto captain ever, <laughs> uh, youngest Champions League scoring player for Porto ever yeah. to be in the championship playing against Barnsley and Burton. But it's working and they look fantastic, don't they? They do. Um, does he want to do the transfers for Forrest as well? Uh, buddy, any danger? Um, yeah, I mean, he's. Is it Rayola doing it? Uh, George Mendes, I think it is. George Mendes, same thing. Yes, yeah, it's a super two. agent. Yeah, the pair of them two. If it's not one, it's the other. But <laughs> but yeah, they're they're an absolute class above, and that's exactly what I've got written down in my notes. That that game is uh, probably the best value. And probably the biggest shooting of the weekend, which are two things that rarely go together. 100%. Another one, looking away from that game, I've got Cardiff at home to Millwall, and Cardiff at 8-13. to There's a great win for Cardiff last weekend, away at uh, this, the stuttering Middlesbrough, and they won 1-0. Millwall are still winless away from home this season in their seven matches, so that's three losses and four draws. Uh, Cardiff in second, and I can see them doing the business once again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you're gobbling up the games on my on. sheet. You, you take, you, you go from <laughs> here then. <laughs> One thing I will add, even though Cardiff, uh, so Cardiff are 
still amazingly second in the league. It's not going to be high scoring at all. They've scored only, uh, only one more goal than Brentford and only two more goals than Sunderland and Sunderland the second bottom. Yeah. So it's not going to be three or four. So if you're going to have this bet on, expect a, a one nil or something a little bit squeaky. But yeah, Cardiff will get that done. Yeah, if you look at the last few head-to-heads between the sides as well, you've got a nil-nil, one-nil, nil-nil, and then two-one going further back. So that backs up what you're saying. Yes, definitely. Uh, is there anything else which you like the look of? Not really. Um, one thing I always, always like to the look of is a Preston team at home. Although they have stuttered recently, they've only won one in the last four. Uh, they're playing a Brentford side that is very up and down and does slightly rely on home form. Preston, they've been really, really solid at home this season without being incredible. But I do fancy them to to beat Brentford. Uh, they're 23 to 20. I think their unbeaten home run stretches back to uh, 2016 at least. So, yeah, definitely fancy Preston. What do you think to Hull at home to Forest? Hull are nineteen to twenty. One defeat in six now for them after a bit of a tricky start. And this game is also live on TV, which really bodes badly for Forest. As as of this season so far, they've played four on Sky, they've lost four on Sky. So <laughs> they really yeah, buckle I mean, under the cameras. I don't know how I don't know how anyone can pick a winner. In this game, you got two inconsistent sides, both capable of playoff and relegation form. Um, yeah, for me, this is just a huge, huge money maker for the bookies. They will scoop up every bet that we put on on this game. I think you'll definitely get both teams to score here, but the odds are going to be terrible. Yes. Uh, talking about games on Sky, the last game that I have written down here in my notes is I'm going to go for Villa away at, away at Birmingham in the uh, Second City derby. Okay. What do you think to that? Uh, if they did win, it wouldn't surprise me. Birmingham, I thought they they beat Cardiff in, their, in Steve Cottrell's first game in charge, and I thought that's it. They're going to be on the up now. They'll start moving up the table like we all expected them to be at the start of the season. But then, no. In the second game in charge, they lost 2-0 away at Millwall in a really abject performance. So, yeah, it would not surprise me if Villa won this one, to be honest. I mean, Villa have been great away from home. The only issue I have is that they did lose away at Wolves 2-0 in the last kind of 5 o'clock derby that Mm. they had. Uh, But we have just mentioned how good Wolves are and Birmingham are nowhere near Wolves' level. Um, but Villa drew away at Bristol City, they've beat Barnsley away, uh, they've beat Burton away, both of those games were 3 and 4-0. Um, Villa in the groove, I think. I don't think they're going to let that, that result bother them too much. And They're 13-10, to 10, and I think they'll, uh, yeah, they'll get the win there. Quick one before we move on to League One. I just want you quick to say, banker or banana skin, Fulham at home to Bolton. Fulham are 2-5. to five. So really short. Leave it. Two to five, not interested. Yes, no. uh, Fulham, they're just weird, aren't they? 
Very weird. Very, they very look weird. like they look like they're going to get promoted next week sometimes, and then they don't turn up. Nah, not for me. They terrify me. No. Okay, let's move on to League One then. Right. I don't want to take them all like I did for the champs. So take it away, <laughs> Mister Walker. <laughs> what no, you got? Come on, it's not like that, Tommy P. <laughs> Where else to start? Where else can you start in League One than Shrewsbury Town? Shrews. <laughs> The league leaders, the unbeaten league leaders, uh, won 11 of their 15 games, got the best defence in the league, and they're two points clear at the top. They are away at a Peterborough side who, after a very strong start, have not won in their last seven games. Shrewsbury, again, are a very handsome two to one. Peterborough, five to four. Five to four. These Why odds. on earth would you go for Peterborough? Yeah, these odds are an absolute joke. That's what I've got written down. The unbeaten <laughs> league leaders, two to one, away at a side that's not won, as you say, in, in like the last seven games. Little old Shrewsbury, people are expecting them week after week for it all to come collapsing and tumbling down. But it's just not. So where else are you going to get league leaders at two to one? It's It's such a good price. It's a great price. And, um, yeah, I, is it because Peterborough in the championship a little while ago? But, I mean, what what is this? What yeah. is this reason? I just don't get it. But, uh, yeah, I, I know for a fact that you would have had Shrewsbury down strong on 100%. your list. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Really, really, really weird. Um, I'm going to go for a team that I've picked out on the podcast a fair few times this season. Let me season. guess. Charlton. Go on. Charlton. It is, it is Charlton. <laughs> it is Charlton. The loving um, continues. <laughs> the love continues. My next door neighbour supports Charlton. And uh, I think of him every weekend. <laughs> they haven't got the easiest game. Um, AFC Wimbledon, although they are 20th in the table, um, so that would suggest that this is going to be a walkover. It's not. Wimbledon have won three of their last six games, uh, including their last away game. However, Charlton are very strong at home. They've had one slip-up this season, and that's at home to Wigan, who, you know, as much as me and you, Tom, we love the Shrews, in our heads, we expect Wigan to go on and win the league, probably. In our hearts, we want the Shrews. But Wigan are definitely uh, a promotion favourite. And yeah, for me, Charlton, they're 10 to 11, a very nice price. And I think they'll uh, they'll do Wimbledon over at Valley Park. Yeah, I'd agree. As you say, Wimbledon, very, very hit and miss this season. So they beat Rotherham a few weeks ago, which is a great result because Rotherham are really flying high. Then they followed that up by losing to bottom of the league Plymouth. It's, come on, where's your, where's your consistency? Yeah, and I, I think... Uh, Maybe against the better sides. Um, obviously, despite apart from that Rotherham result, um, I think they'll get found out a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that one for me. Um, one more for myself before I hand it over to you, to you is we've just touched on them, uh, and it is Rotherham. Uh, whenever Rotherham are at home, I always, always look to back them. Yeah, uh, They've got a really good record at home. Uh, they have got the second best goals for 
in the whole league. Uh, they're just behind Wigan with 28 goals in 15 games. And they're at home to Gillingham. Now, Gillingham, they are down and 23rd. Uh, so they are second from bottom. They've, ju- they've won just two games and scored just nine goals in 15 games. So they have the joint worst goals for column. They have won two of their last three away games. However, Rotherham at home surely will be one step too far. You can get Rotherham at a kind of uninspiring 9-20, to 20, but I do fancy him to win. Yeah, completely agree. Definitely. One more from me in League One, and that is the old schoolyard bullied Oldham, who are now dominating the playground and robbing everybody else's lunch money. They're at home to Scunthorpe and they're 29-20. to 20. They have been on fire recently. Now, if we take you back to the start of the season, they lost the first six league games in a row. And we were taking the mickey week in, week out, saying that they were going to go down to League 2, um, get you know bet against them every week. Now, Richie Wellens has taken over and they're unbeaten in seven, winning five. And Scunthorpe are a team that haven't kept a clean sheet for six games. They've got patchy away form. And I can just see the Oldham March continuing, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Crazy to think that, like, when you think about them as players, Richie Wellens actually, turns out, beat Paul Scholes yeah. to the job at Oldham. And uh, Sadov. Uh, yeah, we all, we all know who was the better player. But Wellens is, is doing a great job and good for him. Like, yeah, me and you... We absolutely wrote them off. I could, I could not be more convinced about a team going down in all four leagues. But uh, yeah, they've done great. Yeah, really rejuvenated them. So, uh, if there's anything else from you, we'll we'll move on to League Two. Yeah, no, that's it from me. Thank you. Right, League Two. Then I'm going to kick us off in League Two, and I'm going to go straight to the team which let down the podcast uh, bombproof treble. Last week, and that's Luton. They're at home to Coventry, and they're at evens. So, as we said at the top of the show, Luton usually score for fun, but they drew 0-0 with Crawley last week. However, this week, they're back at home, and they're up against a Coventry side who are really, really poor at the moment. They've not scored a goal for the last five league games. And if you play on a team that cannot score, then there's obviously a great chance you can win, especially if you're a team as free-scoring as Luton usually are. It's copy and paste, isn't it, from last week? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, really, 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 really fancy Luton. Like I said, although they've played games, the best attack in uh, the top four leagues, respectively. But uh, yeah, why, why not fancy them at home against a commentary team? Like you said, they've slipped down to eighth and... They're pretty uninspiring, aren't they? They scored yeah. 14 and let in eight. Yeah, God. <laughs> boring. <laughs> Bore me. Luton's results against the teams in and around them in the table as well. They've been really impressive. So we've got a 4-1 win against Exeter, 7-1 against Stevenage, 2-0 against Accrington, 2-1 against Wickham. So they're really impressive against the teams that are around them in the league, as Coventry are. Yes, definitely, yeah. Two heavyweights going head-to-heads there. So, I'm going to go to the bottom of the league. Uh, and I'm going to go for probably what is going to be the worst 
game for viewers uh, this weekend. However, it's a team that I fancy at a nice price. Forest Green Rovers at home to Morecambe. Now, on the face of it, you've got 23rd Forest Green against 22nd Morecambe. So you're probably thinking, well, both teams are pretty bad. Uh, Forest Green have got the worst defensive record in the league. Uh, they've led in 32 goals. I understand profit chasers. I'm with you. Don't worry, I understand. However, there's been a little turnaround recently. Forest Green Rovers, away from home, have gone and beat Coventry 1-0 away, who we mentioned are in eighth. They followed that up with beating Stevenage 2-1 away. Uh, Stevenage are no mugs, they're in ninth. And they're back at home this weekend against a Morecambe side that, apart from beating Chesterfield 2-0 away a couple of games back, have been diabolical on the roads. They've got, apart from that win away at bottom of the table, Chesterfield, they've got one other point. They've lost every other game. And Forest Green, 11-10, with a little feel-good factor, I fancy them. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening, mate. Uh, another team with a feel-good factor about them at the moment is Port Vale. Uh, they've won the last three in a row since they made their managerial change. can't remember off the top of my head who's come in, but uh, he's doing a great job. They've won three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> they're back at home this weekend after two consecutive away wins, and they're 8-5 to five, um, against Swindon, who are very... Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And that is exactly how Swindon's form has gone for literally the last seven games. So win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. And they won last weekend, which means they're bound to lose this weekend. I am. I have actually. (laughs) It's true. However, I have actually just uh, Googled the Port Vale manager. And it is actually household name, Neil Aspin. Oh, how did I forget? And by the way. If you put his name into Google Profit Chasers, you will see someone with the blondest eyebrows I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't look right. But um, yeah, just just for the record, we do do our research sometimes on the job. And uh, yeah, Neil Aspin, blonde, eye, blonde Jesus uh, Christ, you're eyebrows. Right. You're absolutely right. That's really weird. <laughs> everyone everyone look at Neil Aspin's Wikipedia picture it's a little bit odd but um, definitely echo what you're saying um, I'm going to throw a little banana skin out there and I hate to do this but I think you know where I'm coming from it's Notts County unfortunately Yeah. Um, everyone will look at the table and they'll think second against sixth okay Notts County they're five points better off than uh, Newport They'll definitely win. Incorrect. Uh, Notts County have actually won one in their last six games. They are not really firing. And although, you know, Newport, same can be said for them, really. I just I just have that feeling with Notts that it's not quite going to go their way. Um, they are good at home, but it just scares me a little. No, I'd agree, mate. Notts are really on patchy form at the moment and I think until they win their next game whenever that may be I I don't think I can trust them to bet on at the moment yeah I need this is a big game for them they've got a a decent team in Newport coming to town and uh, yeah I really 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 hope that they can turn it around but 
yeah, I need something that's going to ignite my confidence with him. One more from me. Uh, this isn't a strong tip in particular, but that's Colchester, a team I don't think I've ever tipped before on the podcast. Have we, have we ever even mentioned them before? God knows. <laughs> I don't think we would have. Probably not. But um, they're at home to crew and they're evens. So Colchester aren't exactly the most formed team in the world, but recently they beat Mansfield and Newport and drew with Coventry, which is all very respectable results. I'm kind of more going on how poor crew are away from home for this one. They've lost the last five away games in a row and not scored a goal in four of those five. So they're not good travellers whatsoever. So combine that with Colchester's recent upturn in form, and I think Evans isn't a bad little shout. Yeah, probably uh, not the strongest tip we've got this weekend, but definitely I would agree with what you've uh, what you've just said. And I'm, I'm honestly just shocked that we've even mentioned Colchester. I know. I, I honestly, I'm trying to think now. I can't see us ever talking about them because they've been crap for years. <laughs> anyway, so. Let's move on to the part of the show that everyone listens for. It is the Bombproof Treble. Uh, this is the part of the show where me and Tom, we're going to scour the top four leagues for you, put all our research uh, to good work, and we're going to pick out a treble that we believe will win you some cash for the weekend. Um, at the end of the season, we're going to total up how much we would have won as a show, and we're also going to go head-to-head as well. So you can see how we did uh, competitively. So I will go first this week. Cool. And I'm going to go for a Premier League, League One, League Two combo. I love naming the trebles. This one, unfortunately, doesn't have a name. Uh, I tried anagrams. I tried everything to make it memorable. Nothing. (laughs) So this is just a mismatch treble. We're going to start off in the Premier League, as I said. We're going to go for Watford. Uh, Watford are evens, and they're at home to Stoke. Uh, We're going to go down into League One. Uh, We're going to have Rotherham. They're at home to Gillingham. They're 9-20. And then we're going to go down to League Two, and we're going to go for Forest Green Rovers, and they're at home to Morecambe. And £10 on that pays £50 exactly. Very nice. That I feel like that could probably be a, a little Paradise Locations version 2. <laughs> honeymoon Destinations. Yes, yeah, Honeymoon Destinations version 2. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's some beautiful places there, uh, um, particularly Watford, glorious part of the world. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I honestly do fancy that. Forest Green, little question mark over them, but... Uh, I honestly think that the the feel-good factor and their last couple of results teamed with Morecambe's dreadful away form will uh, bring £50 home. Yeah, I like that, mate. But I, I'm going to absolutely blow you out of the water. This is the return of the league leaders' treble. So last weekend we had it. Uh, Wolves won, Shrewsbury won. Luton just cost us with the 0-0. But we're keeping faith. So this week... We're going for Wolves away at QPR at 23-20. to 20. We're going for the Shrews away at Peterborough. And they're the big, big price of 2-1. to one. And then we're going for Luton, who are going to do the job for us this week, I'm sure. They're at home to Coventry and they're evens. And £10 on all three Football League leaders 
returns a massive 129 back. <laughs> oh my god, 129? 129. That's mad. Why? Massive, isn't it? Massive. Why? I guess the Shrewsbury price really bumps it up, but you've got like crazy. Wolves at over evens away at QPR, who were shocking. Luton yeah. at home to at home are evens, which is pretty rare this season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not bad at all, yeah. is it? That. No, not bad at all. I've, I thought mine paid decent. But that's crazy. Yeah. I've got a team in relegation. I've got a team in mid-table <laughs> and a playoff side. Wow. I feel like uh, I feel like your trebles very enhanced. Yeah. But, you know, we'll yeah. keep that between us. Yeah. Two trebles are there that I really have a lot of confidence in. We've said that for the last few weekends, but we've come, we've got really unlucky for the last few weeks. Just one team keeps letting us down. But this weekend, fingers crossed, it is the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, you know, we're always there or thereabouts, aren't we? And uh, yeah, you know, well, you know, we'll just need, uh, just need that that favourite to pull through. It was uh, Luton last week, and hopefully they can put it right this week by winning. And fingers crossed, everything goes well. Absolutely. So that's the bombproof trebles out of the way. Uh, let's talk fancy football. Yep, so for anyone who is uh, probably never listened to this show before, we do have an official Premier League Fantasy Football League, which you can all join. So we've got 44 members of the Fantasy Football League at the moment. Uh, I'm currently sat in 30th. Tom is currently sat in 31st. So... (laughs) (laughs) Even each other company. Yeah. Um, We're inseparable. I I made up a lot of points on you this week as well. You did. Um, I had an absolute shocker for numerous reasons. I had Moy and Batshuayi in my team, but I took them out and they Batshuayi got two goals, Moy got one goal. Um, I also had Gabriel Jesus, captain, and he played 14 minutes. I had, St- I had Sterling, he didn't play at all. Uh, I had Antonio, he's, he's injured now. I've got Renato Sanchez, he's also got injured. Ben Davis, he didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> I've had an absolute nightmare of a week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you have. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, uh, not ideal. But, yeah, I mean, I did a little bit better. Would you believe it was actually my strikers that let me down? So I had Morata as captain, two points. Firmino, two points. Lacazette did get six points, but thank God for my midfield and, uh, and defence, because otherwise... I'd have been in a right mess. Yeah. Big shout out to fancy football legend. Absolute legend of the game. He's opened up a 24-point lead, and that is our boy Yeti Tep. Really? Uh, I, do you know what? I really want Yeti Tep to get in touch because we give him a shout out every week. Yeah. And he never gets in touch. Yeti Tep, come on. Get in touch, man. We want to hear from you. We do. Um but yeah, his um, his he didn't have a great week. Surprisingly, um, Otamendi got about a quarter of his points with fifteen. Yeah, and then he had Gross, Salah, De Bruyne, Trippier, Forster that all kind of did decent. So uh, yeah, no one really smoked it. What we got? David Isaacs, surprisingly, someone me and Tom uh, actually used to live with. 
uh, registered at 84 points. He probably hasn't changed his team since the opening day. Um, yeah, I'm embarrassed 80... that he's above me in the league. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Simon Mills, Millsy's monkey men, 81 points. Very solid effort from you, Millsy. Uh, Harry Kane, captain, 32 points. That will help. Uh, yeah. And bottom of the league, Mick McCarthy sucks, which is either a very optimistic uh, Ipswich fan or a Norwich City fan. Uh, <laughs> he actually registered 65, so... Um, yeah, he's climbing, Closing climbing the, the table. Closing the gap. Yeah. So uh, if any of you want to join, uh, the league code is going to be in the description <laughs> of the podcast. So you can find it there. Alternatively, just ask us on Twitter or any kind of social media and we'll be able to give it to you. And We are offering a £20 bet for the winner. So there is some kind of incentive to, to join and to do well. Yes. So yeah, please, please, please join along. Um, also, there are ways to get social with us and to keep in touch. So, the quickest and best way to get in touch with us is through our Twitter page. We're pretty active on Twitter. Um, it's T underscore FB podcast. We welcome articles, opinions, funny pictures, memes, great odds, whatever it is, just send it in. Um, we'll get at you uh, straight away on that. We have a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. You can email us at footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. And Tom, you want to tell them about the website? Yep, so as ever, we've got the website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. Please go on there, join the forum. Good to see a few of you have joined and posted on it already. You can also submit blogs to us. Thanks again to uh, Brock Boyd, who's been a regular contributor to the blog. So please do go on and submit your work there and we'll get that fully credited to you and up online. Yeah, so as Tom says, please do get in touch in any way because we, we do appreciate everybody getting in touch with whatever you've got to say. really enjoyed Brock's uh, post on Shrewsbury Town. He knows. He knows. He does know. He's a man in the know. He knows. Oh, he, he is a man in the know. Yeah, so feel free to join us. There's quite a few posts on there actually now. So yeah, nice and interesting. Please do feel free to share the podcast. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that just to help us on our way and reach more people. So thanks for listening. Once again, I think we've reached the end of the show. Yes, we have. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Take care and uh, happy profit chasing. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys. See you later.